We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the red kingdom edition of the pack a day podcast the it is a Chiefs kingdom, and we're just living in it, baby. We're just living in it. Uh, can the Packers get to that point that the Kansas City Chiefs are at right now? We're going to discuss that today and more. I am joined today by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Could not be joined this evening by uh, our buddy Jacob Westendorf as he has other obligations. But, Ross, how are you? How Did you enjoy last evening's festivities, or I guess two evenings ago? And how are you processing everything that just went down in that Super Bowl game? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't care. Um, I, <laughs> I, it sucks. I, I don't know if it sucks. I will say this. As I have, and this applies to both college and pro ball, um, I, I get less out of football games that don't involve the teams that I either cover or have personal interest in. I... I'm getting less and less excited to watch games that do not contain North Dakota State, Kansas State, or the Green Bay Packers. 
And to the point of like, I would have been really locked in to watch the Bengals and Cordell, but I just didn't care. I mean, we watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse in this household for the first half until my wife got home. And then I flipped on the game for the last like 23 minutes. I just, um, it was fun to watch the ending. I hate how it ended, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm finding it more difficult to really lock into football that I don't care about. Um, and, and, and like I said, it's a little bit sad. I love, I used to love all, all football. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I felt. I live in Kansas city, right? So like I have to, I have to deal with the ramifications of them winning (laughs) and it's, it's gotten easier. Like the set, the first time was really annoying and it's just jealousy, right? That's all it is. And like, I'm man enough to admit that, like, man, like they have done everything you wish the Packers would have done with a young Aaron Rodgers. So like, if I ever troll the chiefs, like at this point, that's all it is because it is, it's their world. We're just living it. They have got, they've got the, they've got the NFL by the balls right now with what they have going on in Kansas city. Mahomes is, I mean, what he's done in five years, we've never seen before. Just haven't seen it. Um, and is that because Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame head football coach? Is that because Travis Kelsey is one of maybe the two best tight ends to ever play the game? Yeah, it is. But that's not to take anything away from Patrick. Like that, he's part of that equation, and he's part of that's the reason why theirs are so damn good. They're so hard to stop. Even on you know the the on one leg stuff, I think is a little bit overdone. Patrick was pretty healthy. I think if you watch this game, you know he got dinged up. Uh, right at the end of the second or first half. But I think my man was, was feeling pretty good the whole game or whatever, whatever they put into his body was working really well because (laughs) that 30 yard scramble he had, he looked just fine. And if you are actually hurt, you just, you can't do that. It's not like a pain thing. It is like your body physically won't let you do that. Um, Unless he's just, you know, half God and he might be, I don't know. Uh, But I agree with you, Ross, about the ending that was kind of deflating, and it's 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 tough to even talk about because it's such a such an emotional topic. You know, if you're if you are a Chiefs fan, of course, of course, you're going to say it was a penalty. You have to call it. But literally, everyone else that watched the game was like, "But you don't call it there. You just don't." And well, so, and it was ahead. definitely by the letter of the law penalty. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think I'm arguing that. I don't think right. anybody really is arguing that. It's just that isn't the way that the game had been officiated, and that's the frustrating part. Not just for you know, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not an Eagles fan, and I didn't gamble on the game. I didn't have money on the Eagles. I picked the Eagles, but nobody cares. You know that didn't go on. You know, like the pregame for the. Super Bowl and people, you know, nobody knows. Very few people know that I picked the Eagles, um, but it was just like, I don't know that that wasn't called that way in the second quarter. Why is it called that way with the entire NFL season on the line? That seems dumb, and it was dumb. Yeah, and I think and the thing that was really weird to me was it Carl Jeffers? That's who it was, right? I think so. Whatever that guy's name is, had a statement after the game. Like, when have you ever heard an official have a statement after the game? And that in itself tells me that it was controversial, that you had to go out and ask this guy, like, hey, was there any, co- you know, was there any conversation about this? And he goes, nope, no debate. He grabbed him. He impeded his progress or whatever it was. It's a penalty. And he, like, all that stuff is true. 
he did grab him. He did impede his progress. But Juju Smith-Schuster is not a guy that – like, that's not his route anyways. I don't know how much he was actually impeded. He just kind of at this point turns like a Cadillac. And, man, it's just tough. And I think just from a, a fan perspective – how much fun it would have been to watch Jalen Hurts get the ball back down three in the Super Bowl with a minute and 40 seconds left to go win the game or tie it. That's right. what we all wanted to see. We got, I'm not going to say we got robbed of that because in, in a sense, sure. You can make that call. Sure. You can. Uh, they did. <laughs> and, they, and they certainly made it and they're not backing they down did. from it. And James Bradbury even admitted like, yeah, I grabbed them, but I didn't think they're going to call it. And like, I think that's, you know, people point to that, especially Chiefs fans, like, see, he admitted to doing it. It's like, yeah, he did it because, like, you play the game the way it's being called, and it's just weird that they just kind of pulled the rug out on him. And so it's tough, but, you know, either way, either way, the Chiefs win that game, they're not going to take it away from him, and and here we are. No, they're not. There's not going to be an asterisk on the banner. I mean, that's. Nope. And, uh, and that's fine. You know, that's, that is fine. And one thing I did say, and I said this in 2020 and I am not happy. Well, it is just coming true. And by the way, I've watched that Chiefs team enough to, to basically, if you go back and look at my timeline, I basically predicted everything that would happen in the second half, like two AT. That is how they play. That is how they win. And they've just been doing it for a long time. And you could just see it slowly unraveling, uh, for this Chiefs team. But, uh, you know, props to them. Nice job. Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who are all also hosting the NFL draft, um, which is a pretty cool little nugget that they get to essentially win the Super Bowl and then continue to have their party at the draft at Union Station, where the Super Bowl parade will be held on Wednesday, which will be a really interesting day for myself because that is just tough uh, to be a fan of another team watching someone else celebrate uh, that badly. And maybe I need to go see, maybe I need a therapist Ross, because as I'm saying this out loud, it's like, Jake, really, you're that upset that someone else is happy. Yeah, I am. I am a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I, why not me? Why not me? Uh, but in any case, uh, we'll move on from that. And let's talk about our green Bay Packers, because we just saw two teams uh, with two young quarterbacks able to do, you know, really put on a show. Uh, I think if anyone is doubting Jalen hurts after that game, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, bud. Don't know what to tell you. He balled out in that game. Like, uh, was really impressed with him. Really impressed with him post game as well. The comments that he made, uh, just a really, really impressive young man. Uh, but speaking of the quarterback position, we're kind of at an impasse. I mean, I'm not saying anything. No one doesn't know. We are at an impasse in Green Bay. The latest news was today. And I am speaking Monday night, so it'll be Tuesday when you guys are listening to this. You might be listening it before or after the Pat McAfee appearance that apparently Rodgers is going to be making on Tuesday, which was news to a lot of people because we were all under the impression that Rodgers was going – he was going he was going dark. He was going dark for four days starting on Monday, but now he's going to be on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. So that'll be interesting to kind of unpack and see what's going on with that. But God, I hope it's from the middle of a jungle. That would just be amazing. Yeah. Middle of the jungle or just like a pitch black screen with a voice. <laughs> it would be, I mean, we say that in jest, but I don't put anything past this guy. I just really don't. I don't know. Um, that would, I feel like that would defeat the purpose of what he's doing. So I'm sure it won't happen, but my goodness. Um, the Packers have a decision to make. They are playing this, in my opinion, they're playing this exactly how they should. 
I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, Goody, grow a pair, make your decision, say in or out. But Ross, the issue with that is if Gutenkunst makes it known right now, we're moving on with Jordan Love. So what happens to Rogers value? It goes kaput, right? I mean, teams go, well, you don't want them anyways. Let me take that contract. We'll give you a third. Just send them off. Just get rid of them. We'll take it on. And so to a certain degree, I don't even think it's necessarily as much about the PR battle. I mean, that is sprinkled in there where I don't think either team wants to be the person to initiate the breakup. But I don't think the Packers actually have a problem with that because, I mean, look at it in terms of a breakup, Ross. If you are breaking up with a girl or a woman breaking up with a man and basically saying like, hey, you can hang around if you want. But if you would like to explore other options, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> you know, like that doesn't make sense. And so like, like that's basically saying, like, go explore other options. Right. And so, I mean, what is then your take on all of this? Do you think I'm for, I'm off base by saying that, that they're trying to just basically move on from 12 while also still getting a good return from him? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean. I think you're right, you know, in, in, in the sense, you know, everyone is always going to compare this to the Favre situation, right? Um, and that that's definitely one aspect of, you know, you look back and, and certainly think about the quality of season that he gave, not necessarily the Jets when he tore his bicep, um, but like when his season with the Vikings was statistically, you know, arguably better than any season he had in Green Bay, um, even MVP seasons, you know, he was one of the best players in football and you kind of, I don't know, put that towards like, okay, so what, what should he have been worth for what he gave whatever NFL team? I understand that, you know, he weaseled his way to the, to the jets and, or to the Vikings and faked the retirement and everything he did was super gross. And he kind of continues to be super gross, but, um, you know, just as, as a three-year player, so the kind of mediocre guy he was in 2010, the basically second-team all-pro guy he was in 09, and the okay player that he was, you know, above average until the wheels fell off for the Jets in 08, what's that worth? I, I would argue, you know, what was, was worth a lot more than Green Bay got for him. The problem is, um, A, I don't know that anybody knew to expect that. And B, he was known, (laughs) he was a known unwelcome in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like that, there was no question about the fact that the Packers were going to have Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback. So you're right. Your, your level of, uh, leverage in any trade scenario with a quarterback that the other team knows you won't play is lower. Now, granted, there's always you trade him to the Jets because the Jets don't want the Raiders to have him or because the Jets just want him. But there is a level of leverage in that we do we the Green Bay Packers do have the option to just start this four-time MVP at quarterback for us. Mm-hmm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think you don't have to go that far back, I guess, to see that you can still get value even when it's pretty well known what the intentions of the player are. Just go back to last year with Devontae. I don't think it was a secret that the Ra- he wanted to go to he wanted to go to Vegas, and they still got a haul for him. And I think that's because you know you just say, well, f- we'll just we'll franchise him and just keep him, you know, and he and he's going to play. He already said he would play. So I guess there is that element as well, but Green Bay still has that cheap, like that 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 chip, like you just said, with like, well, we'll just keep them then. Uh, I think the interesting part of that is a team could definitely call Green Bay's bluff though too, because it's if you look at this and say like, okay, Booty, you put your nuts on the table for Jordan Love, and you drafted this kid three years ago, and you and Matt Lafleur love him, and all you've ever said is positive things about him and how you think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, yada yada. Then why do you keep going back to Rodgers, right? And it's like, do you not believe in him then? Because if Rodgers is back in Green Bay, and this is coming from probably Jordan Love's biggest fan, I think that's a huge indictment on on what they actually think about Jordan Love. And I think last year you can, and this has been said almost verbatim, I guess, but last year you can do that because like, Hey, how do we move on from the two time MVP? Can't even if we think Jordan love is awesome. Aaron Rodgers was not awesome last year. And if you think you can get that same level of play from Jordan love and, and, and moving forward, progressing and developing this young quarterback, then that's kind of like the impasse where you have to go with love. And you talked about this pre-show as well. I, I think Jordan Love is going to be good. I think he's going to be a really good player, and I'm excited to watch him play. You necessarily, you don't necessarily agree with that, but where are you as far as like what do they need to do at the quarterback position? If you don't think Love is, if you don't think Love is going to be the guy, or if you don't think Love is going to work out, do you then Ross just run it back with Aaron Rodgers, or where exactly are you with all of this? Yeah, I think you can, and and especially if you can get Rodgers to commit to more than one season and really actually commit. I mean, show up at OTAs, uh, be be really a part of things. Um, and and I'll say this, right? I, I want to get two things clear. Number one thing I want to get clear: 
I was not a Jordan Love fan, okay? He was outside my top 100 uh, in that class. I threw him into the Drew Locke uh, style of quarterbacks that weren't accurate enough for me in college and turned the ball over too often. I haven't seen anything uh, to, to change that in his time, including an in-person view of his loss uh, in his only start at Arrowhead. Um, at, at, at the same time, you know, I, I, I get that there, there is a development aspect to it. Um, I understand that he is likely to operate the football team more within the design of the offense. I think that's a positive. I also believe that we are more, if you ask me to project Rodgers on the Packers next year with, you know, a normal amount of additions, not nothing weird, you know, uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, maybe you re-sign Robert Tunyon. Maybe there's a Josh Downs type or a Jalen Hyatt type that is added to the receiving core, or, or maybe they're able to get, you know, a vet that's two levels higher than Sammy Watkins. Um, maybe they're able to do things like that. I think with a a real offseason to work with Dubs and Watson, a real offseason to kind of acquiesce to the fact that, A, people don't think he can play anymore because that's a real thing. I mean, guys like you think he stinks now. Uh, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, like people do think that what we – and this happened, by the way, at the end of the McCarthy era. People like Ben Baldwin were just like, hey, Rodgers is done. Like this is over now. And he gets with a competent coach, and all of a sudden, bang, two MVPs. Now, do I see a fifth MVP on the horizon? I don't. But I very much believe that something between what he what he was able to do in 2020 and 2021 and his 2022 performance is the most likely outcome. Somewhere in the middle of that bell curve, I think he can be a top six or seven quarterback in this league. Maybe not a top two, maybe not a top one anymore, but I do think he can get back to elite or borderline elite status um, just with a little bit more commitment to what's going on and a little more familiarity with his actual weapons. I mean, I don't think people understand how good Green Bay's offense actually was, especially in the second half of the season. And he was still the primary operator of that offense. Now, was he great? No. Was he even good? I think that's debatable. But I also think that going back to, you know, the 2018 rhetoric of, oh, that's just what this guy is now is super dangerous. I I think it's very uh, dangerous to just assume that this guy that cares about maybe nothing more than proving people wrong is just washed at this point and is just useless and done and and all of those things. Well, you still saw it throughout the season. You still saw Aaron Rodgers in right. some of the throws that he made. It just was it was very few and far between and and what you just laid out is is right because I think, you know, he played with a lot of young guys. He played with um, I mean, that's pretty much it. He played with a lot of young guys, guys he's not familiar with. He played hurt. Uh, so you bring all those guys back. You run it back with him. You bring your entire starting five offensive linemen back. You bring your running game back. And maybe you add a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who is going to be on the same page with Rodgers pretty quickly because just both those guys have been in the league for so long. I, I mean, I can see the path to competing again. But again, I just go back to – for what? 
you know, at what cost what, what yeah. are you giving up for that? And it's what, maybe two or three years left of Rogers. And I, and I, I really, I think I'm just at the point where I think it would be best for both sides to change scenery. And I honestly think if the Packers trade him to Vegas or trade him to New York, I think he'll be really good. I do. I'm, I, I'm with you. I, I get, but here's my other issue. And and the one that I don't think is being talked about enough. And I did it. I don't know. You probably didn't listen. Cause you don't usually, you know, you don't really, really read my work or listen to my stuff. Um, my solo pod. So salty. <laughs> my solo pod. Did you, did you listen when both of you two were in it uh, unavailable and I had to rock myself? No, of course not. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I'll be honest. I really don't. That's fine. That's fine. You're a creator, not a consumer. I understand. Um, so the point that I was making and the point that I really believe needs to be understood more is five of the final eight teams had quarterbacks on rookie deals. Okay. And I think you could maybe design a championship team around Jordan love, but it probably would have been while he was making 28th overall pick money. And the issue idea problem, whatever word you want to use. I don't know how you move forward with Jordan Love in a way that makes sense for the Green Bay Packers and for Jordan Love. How do you thread the needle? How do you how are you a competitive team when you, like what do you pay him? What 20 million? I you know what does Kirk make? 35? That's pretty scary. You know, what if what if he's good? You immediately go from being financially stressed, paying rock, and, and I suppose you're happy to have that problem. You know, um, the Chiefs just did it right. They just they just beat Pat, or they they just won with Pat making a zillion dollars. It can be done, He's but Pat. they have to have Jordan Love be Pat. Yep. And and so your your window is gone. I think you know your window with Love where you get to do what the Bengals have done and you get to do what, what the Chiefs did at the beginning of Pat and you you get to do what the Eagles just did with Jalen Hurts, that window's over. How do you thread the needle with paying Love something that allows you to build a super roster without insulting Love and making him go somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you the, know, Rams, the Rams just did it two years ago. And so, so my thing is, in my opinion, yeah, but the Rams are in hell now. Yeah, I mean, tr- truly hell. They have yeah. no picks and they they stink. So I don't want to go to hell. Um, anyway, my whole point about the entire thing is just I I would if you're asking me about at what cost for the Rodgers thing, it's getting away from Jordan Love and getting to the end of the Rodgers thing and getting to try this again with Caleb Williams or my, the love of my life, Drake may, or you know what, maybe some quarterback in the 2024 class or the 2025 class and getting the actual four year rookie contract QB window and getting the. Okay. So I'm going to stop you right there and just ask you what, what quarterback is more likely to have you stink bad enough 
to be within striking range of those guys. <laughs> it's Jordan Love. <laughs> it is. It's Jordan Love. So that's that's where I'm at is like sure. maybe Jordan Love is good. And then you're like, great, we got another one. But 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 is it great? Yeah. Yeah. I think you you can't win in the NFL without an elite quarterback. And like when I mean Jordan Love is good, I mean like top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't mean like Jared Goff. Well he that would be, better be that would be the worst and, and that would be the worst possible outcome is for Jordan Love to be good enough to win you eight, nine, ten games a, a year to be a Jared Goff, to be a Kirk Cousins. Right. What like if he's if you, eight Rodgers? That's what scares me. Not 9 Rodgers and the, obviously not 10-11 Rodgers because you can win the title with 10-11 and 11 Rodgers. What if he's 8 Rodgers and he just looks okay? Oh, man, I thought I thought 8 Rodgers was like on the way, man. Like I, I thought – I guess I, I'd have to go – I don't know. I'd have to go back and look for sure. I mean, the numbers aren't great. They're not great, but like yeah. he seemed like a dude. He seemed really then, good. But, then, but then, then, Jake, then he signed a super – Team-friendly deal. Yep. That's what I think you'd want from Love is – But why would he do that? Why wouldn't maybe he? he would. Maybe he would. I don't know. Why wouldn't he do that? Where, what else is he going to do? Go sign become, a become – a, a, Become a free agent and sign a a super team-friendly deal with someone else where he hasn't why, been? Why would it have familiar? Be, but why would it have to be super team-friendly? Why, why couldn't he – If he looks good? I mean, you just said if he's 08 Rodgers, that's a problem because the numbers weren't great. And that's why I think the Packers were able to sign him to that is because they're like, they got ahead of the curve. They thought they had a dude. They bet on it. They were right. And I just think, like, why would – I just don't understand what why it would be in Jordan Love's best interest to, once he finally gets the starting gig in Green Bay, to just immediately leave. Well, just because teams are th- so thirsty, right? It's sort of the Packers. So the Packers will be one of those teams. So if he shows any sign of life, they're not going to let him go. He's not walking away. Right. But why would it be a team-friendly deal at that point? Because who else is going to give him a mega contract? What if he if looks he, good? Then anybody. Anybody whose quarterback stinks. Maybe. Or, or is old. I don't just, Like, why does he hit free agency? They wouldn't let that happen. Okay. Rodgers signed that contract in, like, week six. I know he did. I know he did. I know he did. I, I understand all that. All I'm saying is – uh, whatever. I, what I'm saying is, I, I think there's Dude, a. You just way. hate Jordan Love, and you're such a hater, and you're uh, you're confirming your biases. Everybody knows. No, I'm, I'm I'm just saying I think that there's a chance that if he lights it up, then you know the Raiders, if they miss out, or the Jets, or the entire NFC South. So you're telling me? Okay, let me let me just. You're telling me if Jordan Love comes in and lights it up. Yeah, you you would be bummed that they have to pay him. Kind of, I mean, you've lost because <laughs> they got a third great quarterback in a row. You'd be sad that they have to pay him just okay. because because it, it it means they have to miss out on the opportunity to have a small chance to draft a young quarterback that is actually good and hope that you can capitalize on that rookie contract. I mean, five of the five of the final eight, and I don't know how many Super Bowl participants have had someone on Who's a rookie. Who's won the last three? Huh? Who's won the last four? Well, only one has been on a rookie contract, and it was Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I mean, look at it over the 10, 15 years, and look at the teams that have lost. And the Eagles could have just as easily won yesterday as we saw. Yeah. 
I mean, l- l- let me get there. I just think you need – I mean, but that's the thing, though, too, is like you don't just draft a rookie quarterback and be like, he's – okay, we got a window. Like, they have to be good. You have to I know. find one. You have to find one that's good. I know. And that's really hard. It's the hardest thing in sports. So, like, that's where I'm coming from is, like, if Jordan Love is just good, then you you hit it out of the park. You found great. another one. And he has figure, to be great, though. He can't be good. Sure, great. And, I mean, that's the standard. That's, that is the standard in the NFL is you have to be great. No, if, it's, if that's what I'm saying, Jake, and that's where we vehemently disagree. If he gets paid like Kirk, well, not even like Rodgers, like Kirk, he has to be great or they won't win the title. Great. Not good. Great. You can be kind of good-ish and maybe not win it. Okay, maybe not win it, but make it there if you are good and on a rookie deal with a super team around you. If you're making 35, 40, 42 million dollars a year, you have to be great or your team won't be able to do it. You have to be pat. Rodgers was pat and he only won one. You know, right. like it's hard. It's really hard to do. That's why like there's no I just don't think there there's just not a formula. You okay. Know, and I I just think like if you get if you get a good quarterback, if you get and by, by good I mean like top 10. I think you need a top 8 quarterback to consistently compete in the NFL every year because I mean, it's Patrick sitting at the top. And if that's, if that's your goal is to get Patrick Mahomes, you're just not going to find him. Like the football has been played for over a hundred years. And he's okay. But I do think it's guy doing what he's to doing. find Jalen hurts and pay him nothing. Yeah. I think well, that's easier than trying to find Pat. Maybe. And if, and if you're going to pay Jordan love, you think you've found Pat. And then what do you do when, what, so what are the Eagles going to do with Jalen? Are just going to let him walk? They're going to extend him. They are. They're going to extend him, and they're going to try and, you know, do whatever. They're not going to let him go. But and then, but, and then they're just SOL. They're screwed. I, I don't know if that they're SOL, but they've certainly blown an opportunity. And I bet every Eagles fan feels like that. By the way. Oh, I mean, yeah. Anytime you get to a Super Bowl, you feel like, and you don't win it, it's a blown. Because when they beat but. Brady, yes, it was Nick Foles, but they were on Carson Wentz's rookie deal. I mean, they had a super roster. Yeah. Because they were paying their quarterbacks nothing. I don't know. I, I just would rather have a great quarterback. I get it. It's And the way Green Bay has operated the last 30 years, that's what they're going to try to do. That's Yeah. You know how like certain teams just always have a certain position they're really good at drafting? It seems like like for like the Bears have always had like an inside linebacker. The Chiefs have always had a tight end. The Packers have always had a quarterback. Like They might just be better at evaluating that position than anyone else. They might not. They might have just gotten lucky twice in a row. They might get lucky three times in a row. Um, I will say this, though, too, because one of the reasons I do like Jordan Love as much as I did coming out of Utah State is because I think his upside is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like, he hits on all cylinders. That's what he does. He's got every single intangible. He's got every single tool. Um, He throws the ball to the other teams too much. I get that. But... In his limited time starting, he has put the ball where it needs to be. He has consistently made the correct read. And I think in that Philadelphia game, and I joke, I joke like I tweeted today, the two top, two highest QBRs against the Eagles all season were Patrick Mahomes at 96.4 and Jordan Love at 92.9. That was in one quarter of the game. And like, that was a joke, but it was not like Jordan Love came into the game and was playing a cupcake defense. Like the dude made some throws. And I think even the biggest Jordan Love doubters would look at that game and say, like, well, maybe. And that's in today's in today's NFL, 
that maybe is valuable. And sure. I think as Packers fans, like we don't understand that. Like, cause like Ross, you and I have never known a Packers team without Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Just haven't. And I'm aware of that. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for <laughs> seasons of, you know, like we have, we've gone through stretches of like Brett Hundley and Matt Flynn that were just like, Oh, okay. Like well, this I, just, is what I don't ever want to, and I don't ever really want to go to where, where the, the Panthers are or where the saints are like that. I don't want to be starting Andy Dalton on purpose. That's that. That's that's. I don't like that. That's scary. Well, I would, and so we both agree that losing breeds more losing, and winning breeds more winning. But if you're starting Andy Dalton on purpose, lose. <laughs> just lose, <laughs> lose instead, because like that would be like the one time where it's like, what are, what are we doing? It's just people trying to save their jobs, right? Like we're let's try to win enough games and try to get try to get a guy next year. So. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be such an interesting offseason to kind of see what happens. Obviously, an interesting offseason. And I think this is going to be – this is going to be the determining factor. This is going to be a pivotal – that's where I'm going. This is going to be a pivotal offseason for both Goody and Matt LaFleur in how they're viewed in Green Bay. Because if they run it back with Rodgers, they better be right. You know, if they run it back with Rodgers and they don't miss the playoffs again, I think they're both fired. If they run it back without Rod, no, so not run it back. If they kind of start anew with Jordan Love and he shows promise, he shows signs of being good, and they still miss the playoffs, I think they're safe. So that's a factor in it as well. I don't think they would think that way. I think if they would bring Rodgers back, they would just say what we have been saying, like dude was hurt, blah, blah, blah. He's a four-time MVP. We're going to be fine. But I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know. I, maybe, maybe today on the Pat McAfee show, Rogers will come out and announce his intentions before he goes into a dark hole. Like just light the match and then go into your hole. Um, but we'll see. Um, that's, we're running out of time, so I'm going to cut it off there. Good discussion on the quarterback position and, and kind of what entails, you know, or what that entails for the Packers and just kind of as they embark on this journey of, where who are we at the quarterback position? Are we still near Rogers team or are we doing something else? That will be um, this is a, a pivotal offseason, not for just those two people I mentioned, but for the franchise as a whole. And we'll see how it plays out. The Packers have been good at this stuff in the past, and we'll see if that continues for this Packers team. And uh, speaking of continues, we'll be back next week. Uh, right here at the Pack a Day Podcast. If you like listening to the Pack a Day Podcast, make sure you're uh, going on and giving us a five-star review and leaving a nice comment. And if you don't like the Pack a Day Podcast, just act like you never heard it, and uh, and that's fine. Uh, so uh, that's all good and dandy. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch you next week. And until then, go Pack Go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.